This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. If you're looking at North, uh, rather, Long Island real estate, you really want to be all the way out at Montauk. That's where the real real estate is. Now, there's some swanky areas of Nassau County, right? Nassau is certainly better than, for the most part, Suffolk County. People from Long Island and the New York area will understand the difference between the two. Uh, There's some really, really swanky spots in Nassau, but there's nothing like the Hamptons. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, just Trip Tracy bringing up uh, Long Island real estate. And uh, Canes are back in action tonight. They will take on the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. The road trip is finally over. I know. (laughs) Second longest road trip for the Hurricanes. Six games as opposed to five was their previous uh, record. But also the longest time between home games. 19 days between Hurricanes home games. 19. That's way too long. The... 26th of November was the last home game? Yeah, it was right after Thanksgiving. The 26th. A couple days after. The Calgary game. Yeah. Right? The Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, it was an afternoon. The 5 o'clock in the afternoon game. And their next home game, of course, is Thursday against the Seattle Kraken. And that means tomorrow on the program, John Forsland. Yes. The voice of the Kraken. So John Forsland will join us tomorrow. All right. um, And... By the way, Stormwatch, if you are listening here in Raleigh, Stormwatch will roll at 6.30 tonight. So we'll uh, we'll have all the coverage of the Canes and the Red Wings for you. We do a listener poll. We haven't done one in a while because we have been busy. So let's do one. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. See, I haven't been here since this is, you know. <laughs> I was like, wait, there's a button? But I knew it was there. I knew it was there somewhere. There's a button for this? <laughs> I need to give you more lead time. My yeah, fault. It's all good. Like, wait. It's, a, it's all about signaling the play in. All right. So it's a simple poll today. Of the following four teams, which is the most likely to make the playoffs in the NFL? I should have said in the NFL because somebody answered this in terms of hockey. Oh, of course they did. Because there are two teams in there. That are also hockey teams. So, uh, of the following four teams, which is most likely to make the playoffs? The Jets, right? And yeah, Winnipeg's we'll, got a good team. We'll get to, <laughs> yeah, they great goaltending. Yes, uh, the Jets could, uh, the the New Jersey Jets could use better goaltending. Um, we'll get to the percentages here in a minute, and we've already had uh, well over two hundred responses to this. The Giants, the Lions, or the Panthers. Which of these four teams is most likely to make the playoffs? And various answers and reasoning for this. The the Jets have gotten the least support. And I agree. It is because they lose the tiebreaker to the the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And they currently lose the tiebreaker to the Chargers. But that's all based on conference record between the Jets uh, and the Chargers. The Jets can go three and one the rest of the way, which would get them to ten and seven, 
And if they do that, they'll probably make the playoffs, but that will mean winning in Seattle. It would also mean beating Detroit and beating Jacksonville, likely, uh, both at home, and both of those teams are playing very good football right now. Uh, and if they don't do, they don't win those three games, it means they're probably going to have to win in Miami in the final game of the season. And the Dolphins might need that to also make the playoffs. No, no joke. The Dolphins are in in that part of their schedule as well. But I agree. I don't think the Giant, the Jets, are going to make the playoffs. The Giants were third on this list. I am most confident that the Giants will not make the playoffs because the Giants' schedule between now and the end of the season is murderous, and I don't think the Giants are that good. At the very beginning of the season when the Giants had this gaudy record, weren't they like 5-1 and one at one point? Something like that? Something along those right? lines, yeah. Mike, they've got a great record. They're just not that good. That doesn't mean I think they're bad, although I did say in week two when they, when they beat the Panthers and they were sort of gifted the win against the Panthers that I did say that they were bad because I did think they were bad. They were just very well coached, and I actually think they're okay. But okay isn't going to cut it. And when you have games left against the Commandos, Vikings, and Eagles all on the road, and a home date with Indianapolis, which I figure they will win, the best I think you're doing there is 2-2, two and two, and it's probably 1-3 and three if you're the Giants. I don't think they're as good as Washington. I don't think they're as good as Minnesota. And I know they're not as good as Philadelphia. What they can count on, maybe, is that Philadelphia won't need anything out of that game to be the one seed in the NFC. If that's the case, maybe the Giants can steal a game. But still, I don't think the Giants are going to make the playoffs. Next, the Panthers at 31.4%. People said the Panthers. I could see it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's really going to be hard for them to win three of their last four. And that's what it comes down to. Detroit is, this week, Detroit is favored in Carolina. Carolina's got to win that game. Has to win that game. Because there just aren't that many. No, I'm sorry. It's Pittsburgh this week, Detroit next week. Got to beat Pittsburgh, which I think they can do. I think they will do, actually. You have to beat Detroit, and then you got to win one of the two on the road. You probably have to beat the Buccaneers in Tampa. Yeah, that's right? good. that's going to be a mandatory. I theoretically, if you go two and two with one of the wins against Tampa, maybe you can you can win the division. They still you the game swept against, Tampa. They still have the game against New Orleans, which New will help boost that divisional record as well. Well, it's but it's not about if they lose the game to Tampa. Yeah, then they're then done. they're done. Yeah, probably they would need Tampa basically to go one and three, mm-hmm. which I mean Tampa's yeah, never know. pretty sus right now. Um, but I don't think the Panthers ultimately will win the division unless that's one of the games that they win, and they probably need to go three and one to win the division at eight and nine, which it's a trash division. All right, and the final answer is the correct answer, and that's the Detroit Lions. They are killing it mm-hmm. right now. The only loss in their last five games, I believe, is the Thanksgiving Day loss at home to the Buffalo Bills. And that was a game that they could have easily won. 
right? Not that the Bills played their best game and the Lions were just better. The Bills were in that stretch where the Bills were kind of, um, you know, messing themselves a little bit as they were as they were still playing, relying too much on Josh Allen, not to mention Josh Allen's been hurt. But the Lions are really good offensively. They're good enough defensively. And I said at the beginning of the season, I have no idea if Dan Campbell is a good head coach or not. And I still don't know in terms of the stuff that people point to as what makes a good head coach. But here's where I've always liked Dan Campbell, and then it became about the other things, managing your team. I think Dan Campbell is a genuine person. And I I don't think you can say that about most, if not the overwhelming majority of head coaches in the NFL. He just exudes regular guy. And I think that the Lions have bought into that. But they are a fun team to watch. They've got Jared Goff playing really good football for the Lions. I mean, legitimately good football. And they're dangerous. And they're at the Jets this weekend. Detroit is a one-point favorite, I believe, over the Jets. At Carolina next weekend. Then they're home against Chicago and at Green Bay. At 6-7, and seven, does... Nine and eight Detroit make the playoffs? I kind of think so. I kind of think so. Yeah. I mean, it might not, but the Lions are fun. When was the last time we could say that about the Lions? Barry Sanders? Fun. Maybe. Eric Hipple. There you go. (laughs) So I think that was the right answer. The poll. With, uh, you know, increasingly over 200 votes, the poll is right. I think the Lions are the right answer, uh, that they are most likely to make the playoffs. The truth is, is that all four are probably likely to miss the playoffs. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Don't say anything else about it, but as soon as the season's over, or even an off week, go elope. Trust me on that. Go elope. Because basically every female in the family is going to terrorize you guys until it's over. Once it's over, I mean, they'll be upset for a few days, but it'll be over. And then, you know, you cruise uh, along, have a happy marriage, have a happy life. I'll pass along the message. Thanks, Coach. Congrats on the win. Trevor, unless he's crazy, is totally on my side. And trust me on this, if Trevor doesn't uh, have the sense to do that, Tell him to call me because, I mean, he needs to do trust. Like I told all my kids, I'll give you $10,000 extra if you elope. So far, they haven't done it, but I would, too. (laughs) Mike Leach passed away at age 61, putting the personality back in college coaching. 
It's the Adam Gold Show. I am Adam Gold. Dennis Cox on the ones and twos today. Speaking of putting personality into anything that happens on radio, Darren Gant, Panthers.com, joins us to talk about the suddenly surging Carolina Panthers. Just one game out of first place in the NFC South. It's the pennant stretch. It's the pennant stretch. I can't even say it properly. Darren Gant, are you extra fired up for the stretch drive of the season? Uh, you know what? It's interesting. And yeah. it's been a minute since it's been interesting in December around here. It really has been. And you got to go back, I mean, honestly, to about 17 uh, when games actually were, to use Ron Rivera's word, relevant and and really – because even in 18, you were in the conversation, but the ship was kind of sinking. That uh, you know, Cam was hurt, and things were kind of you could tell were heading in a certain direction. But right now, I mean, it is bizarre, and and you should tune in later this afternoon to your favorite Ask the Old Guy Mailbag because we're <laughs> discussing this very topic. None of this makes any sense. Right. Not one thing. I mean, for this season. You know, you're now dealing with an interim coach who watched them trade his best player out from under his feet one week into the job. And in week 14, they cut a former number one overall pick who was their starting quarterback in week one and a team captain. (laughs) This is not supposed to be happening. Darren Gann is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Um, Look, uh, there's a lot of cool things that are happening on the field with certain players. But let me start with the head coach. Because I've, from the time he sent Robbie with a Y Anderson to the locker room, I guess that was in L.A., I was Team Wilkes. Everything that he has done, and it hasn't all been great. I mean, the the bottom line is they're still a 5-8 and eight football team. They just sure. happen to be in a terrible division, so they have a chance. And yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to down to denigrate the team. We all the, the, going into the season, we weren't sure this team was going to be a 500 football team, and they still might not, but they might be able to win the division. I think right. he has brought some stability and professionalism to the position of head coach that this team has needed. And I don't mean to to you know to slam uh, Matt Rule about this. Wilkes has done it in a different way. And I know you said interim, and he has to be interim until after the season anyway. Right. But I'm Team Wilkes. I hope he gets the job. Well, we'll see. I mean, here's the thing I know for sure about Steve. I I, I had a suspicion, I mean, early on, uh, whatever you thought his chances were of ever having a shot at the head coaching job at the end of the season, they're more now. It's that chance is bigger today than it was in October. I know that for sure. And he's gotten guys' attention. I mean, the one thing, I, it's almost like Steve's playing with house money. And he said it a couple times this year. He said, I'm going to do this my way. I'm, I don't know that I've got more than 13 weeks of this. So the 13 weeks I've got, I'm going to do the way I want to do it. His style is very direct. His style is very it's almost parental. I, I like yeah. the fact that he will call out his stars. I mean, guys who have way more job security than he does, <laughs> guys who are going to be here four or five years down the line, Steve will air you out. And then when Eddie Pinheiro misses kicks in Atlanta and they lose the game, 
by a couple of points. He will put his arm around an interim kicker and make sure to get him back in the boat. And I and I think those messages kind of resonate with guys in the locker room. I mean, they you it doesn't take much poking to get players to say nice things about Steve Wilkes and the way he's handled this job since come into it. But I mean, again, the rules are what they are. I mean, they're going to interview people when this thing's over with. A couple of them will be external minority candidates to comply with the Rooney rule. Uh, but he has made himself a candidate for this job by the way he's kind of gotten everybody's attention in and out of that locker room and got him playing a style. Listen, uh, to your point, things are not perfect. Eventually, they will have to pass the football in order to win a playoff-type <laughs> game. Right. But, I mean, it's a, I know it's a revolutionary concept, <laughs> throwing of the football. Uh, that is a thing they will need to become better at at some point. And, and there will come a time when they will fall behind, and we'll see how they react then. But, my God, when you can turn around and hand it off 45 times a game and just bludgeon people to mm-hmm. death and play good defense, that works with this team right now. Eventually, this team will have to change. Eventually, this team will have a different quarterback under center, we're all assuming. But for what they're dealing with right now in this collection of people, this style absolutely works. Darren Gant, Panthers.com, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show at Darren Gant on Twitter. Here's the thing about what they're doing, the way they're playing right now. And then you've covered – the NFL for a long time. I've been, you know, we're, I'm in my, you know, I'm almost, I'm almost uh, done uh, on this we're earth. We're both veterans. So yes. Let's just leave it so at that. We're, the, we're seasoned. <laughs> We've seen some things. As, as modern as the game is and throwing it th- 45 times a game in some cases, the National Football League is still as simple as if you can run it, when the other team knows you're going to run it and you can still be effective, there's no defense for that. And if yeah. you, and and right now, depending on the opponent, of course, the Panthers can do that. So right. if, if, well, as long well, as we'll that see. stays the same. They, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Now, they rattled the Seahawks the other day, and those guys admitted it after the game. It's like they weren't doing that much that was different than we thought they were going to do. They just kept doing it. Seattle's bad at run defense. They will eventually see people who are not as bad as Seattle at run defense. And then you still got to run. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And, and at that point it becomes the Sam Darnold show. And look, you know, we've seen that and it's not a great show, uh, but everyone, Sam has a couple of hit songs. So if we could just still just keep singing stairway to heaven, uh, that will be, uh, that will be fine. Uh, all right, so what have you seen from Darnold? Well, you got to remember, too, this is also bearded Sam, which, ah. is, a much different, which is a much different animal. Derek <laughs> Brown said it yesterday. He's like, yeah, bearded Sam's a different dude. So Okay. Yeah. I like well, that. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. It's almost like, a, what is it, evil Sam Darnold? I don't know. Yeah, so, hey, but he, be, before I get to he's Sam. Been, he's been functional. He's, he, been, he's been good. He's been not giving the ball away. He's done what he needed to do. Eventually, he'll need to make a play. Right, and yeah, he actually recognizes what this offense has been about. And he, I think he's confident that he can make enough plays. We'll see uh, how that works. But you mentioned the Rooney Rule because I, ta- I brought this up yesterday. You, you probably know the intricacies of this rule better than I do because uh, I was hoping that at the end of the season, uh, David Tepper would – 
uh, interview some token white offensive coordinator candidates and then just hire Steve Wilkes. Does he still have to interview minority candidates? Correct. Um, yes. You, you can't just elevate Wilkes? Nope, you cannot. You have, okay. I mean, and, and part of the reason is, do you believe in the process or not? Do you believe in needing to expand the pipeline and I'm, create I'm opportunities about for minority candidates? I, I think that's the thing. And, you know, honestly, I, I think it's fair to think that uh, they didn't necessarily envision a Steve Wilkes situation when the rule was written. I mean, and, um, but at the same time, I think, and I haven't asked, this but i think as a guy who has a extremely vested interest in minority coaches getting opportunities in the nfl i do not suspect that steve is against the idea that they have to interview two external minority candidates um there are guys you could talk to i mean and there are people you should talk to i mean listen anybody with a coaching opening this offseason ought to avail themselves to a D'Amico ryan yep. or you know, and, and, and honestly, at this point, I, I think a Steve Wilkes would be on that list, too, because yeah. if he's not here, I think other people would probably be interested in him as well, yeah, based me, on what he's done for the last two months. D'Amico Ryans, uh, Byron Leftwich, um, how about uh, Brian Flores uh, sure. bringing these guys in for an interview? But I am I love, I'm really enjoying watching Steve Wilkes lead this team. Uh, J.C. Yep. Horn has become that guy, hasn't he? I think J.C. kind of walked in the door, that guy, and because we only got to see him for three games last year, people didn't realize it. But he kind of – he's one of those guys that football guys look at and say he's that guy. Uh, they they respect it. I mean, what is it the young people say? He has a dog inside of him yeah. or something? Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, yeah, that's who J.C. is. And, and this was this game the other day was kind of uh, almost a coming out party for him, so to speak, in that, you know, even though he's been doing this, when you point him at D.K. Metcalf and say, all right, there he is, sick of <laughs> do what you're going to do. Right. And then all of a sudden, D.K. Metcalf doesn't change the game. And, and we've seen that. And I love, you know, I, I love the one-on-one matchups like that. I mean, the other week with Jalen Ramsey, he had to finger out, and he was, like, waving to him, like, come on, I'm going over here. Come with me. You know, he's that guy, too. <laughs> and for J.C. to go out and have that kind of game on Sunday, I, I think that points to what a lot of people have been suggesting was coming all, all along with J.C. He's got everything you want a cornerback to have, the feet, uh, the eyes, the training, the, you know, growing up in it, it's hard to find situations that are going to be too big for J.C. Horn, I think. Mm -hmm. And going on the road and, you know, putting the seatbelt on D.K. Metcalf in Seattle in the rain when everybody knows it's coming his way, I think it's a pretty good testament to the kind of player he is. I thought he got jobbed out of that second interception. I thought that Maybe. was an interception. I thought he had I thought both feet were down and the back leg was dragging when he secured the ball. I was surprised that they yeah. overturned it so quickly. Well, here you go. And this is an exclusive to Panthers.com, I ah. believe. Uh J C broke that down for us and, and and he said, Well, I normally wear twelve and a halfs, but I was wearing thirteens on Sunday. So <laughs> Actually, he wasn't, but that was just he, – he came up with that line off Good the cuff him. when I asked him about that play, and he was like, yeah, I was actually wearing 13s instead of 12 and a half. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, so credit to him for coming up with a good line on the fly, too. Darren Gant, Panthers.com, joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Final thing, and I know you are not in the prediction business, uh, but tell me why this team can make the playoffs. Uh, because they are that team that controls their own destiny. If they win out, they're in. They don't need help anymore. I mean, they've kind of reached that point. And, you know, it's it, it sounds goofy. And, and why are we having a long conversation about a 5-8 and eight team going to the playoffs? Well, the answer is the same reason a 7-8-1 team went to the playoffs in 14. Somebody's got to win this division, man. So, <laughs> uh, right now, if they went out and go to Tampa and, and handle the Bucks, they're the one. They're it. Yeah. And, you know, probably, what, Dallas coming here into this building for a playoff game? I, I think we all thought that was coming this year, right? Why not? <laughs> you know, it's sure. it's funny. I think they can make the playoffs going two and two as long as one of those wins. I like they're not making the playoffs unless they beat Tampa. I'm I'm almost positive yeah, of right, that. Right, right, right. But I yeah, think I if mean, they that's... can go two and two with one of the wins against the Buccaneers, yeah. I think that might be enough. I think the Bucks are toast. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, the Bucs have the Bengals coming up this week, and, and the Bengals are playing like they were last year all mm-hmm. of a sudden again, and, and I think that matters. So, um, yeah, I, I think now, I mean, the situation being what it is, they they will, if they go to Tampa and win, they'll have tiebreaker over the Bucks. So I, I think they kind of like that. And, you know, again, is winning out, winning out is going to be tough. I mean, I don't think this Steelers team is going to roll over and die. Mm-hmm. God only knows what's gotten into the Detroit Lions right now, but they're playing ball, and yeah. Jared Goff looks like an actual NFL quarterback. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, they've got some tough games coming down the stretch, but this is what you want. I mean, if again, go back to Ron's word, relevant. You are for a change if you're the Carolina Panthers, and it's been a long time. So I, I think it's kind of curious to see the one thing I know for sure is just those guys in that locker room, the JC horns, uh, the Burnses, the Shaq Thompson's, you know, that entire offensive line, those guys don't know they're not supposed to be here. They're walking around acting like they're good and, and that they're supposed to be in this situation. So it's going to be fascinating to see. I mean, you get into this business to tell stories. What a what a story we've fallen into here all of a sudden. It's been it's been fun, and I I thank the Panthers for making the last four weeks of the season interesting to follow because for a yeah. while it looked like we were just going to be burdened with watching uh, games that really didn't impact anything. And hopefully this will continue for another four weeks. Darren Gant, Panthers dot com at Darren Gant with two T's. For extra talent, sir, you are the man we'll ask. We'll be reading Ask the Old Guy later today. Yep, I hope so. Now all I need to do is finish it. Okay, well then go right to it. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Darren Gant, Panthers.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Um, uh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears, let's see. Uh, gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, the, the, the hair bow. It's got to be the hair bow ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the, the uh, sprees in a box. Outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest, you know, there's still candy innovation, although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall because <laughs> they have gummy everything. And then, uh, but uh, um, the, uh, you know, they have those Nerds Clusters, which is new. Just the gummy. Yeah, which is good. The Nerds Clusters is good. And then if you go chocolate, uh, probably Almond Joy. Almond Joy? Nah, come on, man. What? That's the one I try and trade away with somebody. Nah, man. I just you just keep that away. Just yeah. get that get that out of here. Whatever. Uh the the one and only Mike Leach passed away, age sixty one. So again, I, just to reiterate the point from earlier, and we talked to Ruffin McNeil earlier, and we'll bring that back in the rewind coming up in a little bit, but the the, the coaching profession has become very bland in terms of personalities. That's not to say that these guys don't have a, uh, a let-your-hair-down side. I mean, well, I've seen that of Dave Doran. You know, mm-hmm. we, had, we had Dave on the show last year. We were doing like a trivia contest uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, and Doran was a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah, actually, it was it was two years ago now, um, or it might have been the conference championship game. I don't remember. I think it was Chiefs and Bengals, probably. Um, yes, it was Chiefs and Bengals. And we had we needed a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and Dave Doran played the role of a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and it was fun. So Dave has that in him, right? But for the most part, coaches don't give you anything. They try to say as little as possible while using as many words as they can to make the time go. And I understand it. It's not their job to entertain us. But Mike Leach put personality back into college coaching. And, I mean, his legacy is going to be about his offensive coaching. But I think the reason why people – there's a lot of coaches that have had great offenses in college that were not this popular. But Mike Leach was quirky, mm-hmm. and he was openly quirky and leaned into it, which is unusual for college coaches. We're going to place our bets in a second, but first, last night, I guess it was on television, the um, the high schools that LeBron James and... Uh, Carmelo Anthony's kids go to played each other. So it was Bronny against Kean, mm-hmm. and it was uh, LeBron James uh, kids' school won the game. Okay, right, and it was a mild upset. They they have high school rankings, and uh, Bronny's team was twenty fifth, and. Uh, Kean's team was, I think, 22nd. It was a close game, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But 
check out the guest list. Oh, okay. For who was at the game. This is a, an absolute truism. So, uh, Ronnie had like 12 points. Kean, I think, had eight or something like that. So, you had LeBron James and his wife, Savannah. You had Carmelo, Anthony, and his wife, Lala. Mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen was there because Pippen's younger son goes to uh, the same school as Bronny James. Uh, so, Pippen was there. Also, Pippen's older son, Scotty Pippen Jr., I think, plays for the Lakers. He was there. Okay. Kim and Khloe Kardashian were there. Yes, exactly. Exactly, Dennis. Uh, a radio DJ in L.A., Big Boy, was there. Okay. Is Chris Paul there? Uh, no, he was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalia Bryant, Kobe's oldest daughter, was there. Kenyon Martin was there. Nick Young, former Laker, was there. John Lucas the Third. He was, it, it was, there were, it's a high school game. A lot of stars there. Did I mention that Kim and Khloe Kardashian were there? Yeah, you did. I did. So I asked if Chris Paul was there. <laughs> Is Wait a second. Hmm? My son keeps bringing this up. Is Chris Paul dating a Kardashian now? Oh, apparently uh, Kim cheated on Kanye with Chris Paul. That's the thing floating around. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Just, I can't. I can't. All right, let's place bets. Place your bets. Place your bets. Do we? Uh, I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. I owe you one. Can I just say that the the two best uniforms in the World Cup will be playing against each other today? Although I don't believe Croatia will be in their full checkerboard because mm. Argentina is in the, the blue and white stripes. Gotcha. So, my gosh, they're great. All right, you go first, Dennis. Argentina and France both win in regular time. Parlay that plus 210. Argentina and France both. I will say this about Argentina. You better score twice. I'm begging you, Argentina. I would like to see Messi win the World Cup, right? Sure. I am begging Argentina to score two goals because if they don't score two goals today, they are not winning this match. They are going to have to score twice to win it. Uh, We're going to start with my Argentina selection. All three bets are coming from this match. All right. Lionel Messi to score from the spot. He will score a penalty during this match. Oh, okay. Plus 400. I'm getting oddly specific with my wagers. Plus 400, Lionel Messi to score from a penalty. Okay. My next one, just Messi scores a goal, plus 130. Yeah, I mean, I that's too easy. He's going to score. He will score a goal. That's why I'm going to take yes, it. He will score a goal today. All right. From Croatia, even per- even Ivan Perisic to score off a header. What? Yes, a header goal. Okay. Perisic, plus 1,800. Okay. So uh, he's going to have an opportunity. It's, play, it's funny. He plays in the out of the back for Tottenham. Yeah. But he's playing as a forward here, in, uh, here at the World Cup. Like like Crystal Dunn. Like almost the inverse of that. Very similar, yes. Mbappe scores for France tomorrow plus 120. Ah, yes. I'll do tomorrow's match tomorrow. Uh, Argentina with a halftime lead. 160 plus 165. There you go. Argentina 
Argentina 1-0 at halftime is my score. With Messi having a PK. Uh, well, it could be. A, they better score twice. I'm, I'm telling you, if Argentina does not score two goals, they will not win this match. Croatia will score, will win in penalties if Argentina doesn't get to two goals. It's They are right. They're vampires. Croatia. Okay. There's four million people in that country, and they're a, they could be going to the World Cup final again. Yeah. Amazing stuff. This is the Adam Gold Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.